0: Today's Hope FM drive show is brought to you by Spring Harvest. Bringing the whole church together to worship, learn and share. For the latest news and events, visit springharvest.org. Alan, I'm very pleased to welcome to Hope FM, Les Isaac and BJ Pal. Great to have you with us, guys. Um, and you guys have got a real story to tell because the ministry you're involved with really changes lives. It's very practical and amazing. Well, rather me talking about it. Maybe I should say... Tell us us about it, what it is you guys do.
1: Hey, hi, Gordon. It's great to be with you and um, great to be able to share with all the the listeners um, this morning. And I I just want to say that it's been an absolute pleasure as a Christian serving this nation, serving my community as a street pastor. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about that earlier on. And I think it's really... I say to people, my conversion was the greatest thing, you know, to Jesus. Getting married to a lovely woman called Louise um, this year before the one years was the second greatest thing. And the third greatest thing is to be a street pastor, serving people on our streets in this nation.
0: Wow. Okay. So I I guess many people will have heard of street pastors. They, they know maybe they exist but they don't actually know an awful lot about what, what actually practically happens. Uh, Bidjo, what, what, what are street passers? What, what happens?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So street pastors are members of the local church who have got heart and passion to reach out to the people who are most in need in their community. So they've been known for going out normally during the night time between the good hours of 10pm and 4am, where people are pouring out of the pubs, clubs and bars, um, in their in their in their community, in their town, their village, their, their city, and just making sure that those people are safe. If they're lost, that they're able to either get home safely or find a group of friends that they came out with. If they're in need of any uh, medical help, we're there to look after them until the emergency services are able to arise We try and defuse any any aggression, to, um, like stop any fights, hand out bottles of water, speak speak to the homeless. But most importantly, we're there as a listening presence to anybody who's got a story to share. Well,
0: that sounds amazing. Honestly, that sounds absolutely fantastic. And I'm, I'm sitting here. So I've never, I've never been with street passers on the streets. We forgive you, God. Thank you. I receive that <laughs> forgiveness right now. Because I've got a feeling I probably should actually. I feel that little nudge within me that I probably should go and Amen. find out what it's about. So, but um, uh, I also think for some people listening at home. Maybe they have the same reaction that I do a little bit, which is, oh, that that sounds so good, but also it sounds quite scary. I'm going to say it does sound a little bit like that could be more than than most people would want to try and do. And yet I also know that I know a a little old lady who does street pastoring, so uh, I don't quite... On the street, how does the dynamic work?
2: So all of our volunteers who who tend to be of the elderly variety, they're our secret weapon. They go into the middle of all of the aggression where you've got these big, hulky men f- battling it out. And they take a lollipop and instantly the situation diffuses because they, they see this, this, these people, these, these men, these women, and they say, that's my grandma, that's my granddad. I'm not going to um, attack them. I don't, I don't want to show this side of me in front of them. Wow. And that's when the conversations are able to open up. I just, I just want to check. We need to take a lollipop.
0: Now, that, that isn't like slang for something. I mean, literally, it, it, take a <laughs> lollipop. Physically,
2: a lollipop, a chopper, chop, whatever, whatever you have in your community, you take a suite and it's just like any form of aggression just dissipates.
1: Wow. Really incredible. You know, um, I, I was out one night and I'm with this grandmother. Her name is Edith. I was in Brixton in London. Okay. And, you know, there's some really big guys and they were aggression. It's like... They're ready to fight. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, and um, this grandma, Edith, I'm, I'm her teammate, you know, and she steps in and says, young man, she said, young man, I want you to calm down. Wow. Now, you're not out here to do that. You're out here to enjoy yourself. And I want you to pull yourself together. <laughs> <Wow>. And, and <laughs> to my amazement, the guy said, yes, Nan. Oh, <laughs> respects. Isn't I, that lovely? I thought, I couldn't do, I couldn't have done that. But mm. she did. And that same Nan, you know, we're walking around, and there was a young girl, and I don't know, I'm seeing it, You know, I'm seeing, I've got glasses on, so I can see well. Mm. But somehow, she saw this young girl, and she went over to this young girl, and she just hugged her. And this young girl began to cry. All oh, mascaras coming down, cry. And I'm thinking... How did she know that there was a need? And so, you know, what b is saying that obviously we, you could be 18 from 80. You've got to be 18 to join. Yeah. Um, but you could be any other age. You know, I remember meeting a 90-year-old street pastor. Okay. Oh, wow. And, and what really interesting about these things is the fact that whether you're 18 or whether you're 90 or anywhere between, we're working together to care to listen and to help people. And people respect that. So when we just say granny gets out of there, what you need to recognize and the listeners is this, a lot of people respect what we do on the streets at night. Wow, well, just yeah, So
0: people are used to you being there and they yeah. know that you're there to be helpful. So right. you're actually welcome and accepted and actually... Part of what they might expect in, in there, so yes, okay, that well, I can see that makes them excited because I've seen I've seen you guys wearing your street pastor jackets, so um, yeah, so I can see that people can recognise who you are, and I've seen also oh, I've talked to people who do things and they talk this way they take they take flip flops out for for girls yeah. who've lost their shoes in clubs and things and having to yeah. walk barefoot and there's broken glass and they give out flip flops. It's such a an amazing moment really where someone just in need and a pair of flip-flops just makes all the difference and yeah. um, um, my old church in London that I went to they they opened up their church and they would bring people in and they would give them water and just a place to sit if they needed it while things got a bit sorted out and they had some amazing uh, encounters and conversations off, off the back of just being kind and loving and you bringing
1: know, peace you know people it's interesting because You know, over the years, I've listened to people. I've listened to the door staff. I've listened to the management of nighttime um, economy. I've listened to the bar owners. I've listened to a lot of the street marshals. I've listened to people. And all of them have said, you guys do an amazing work. Why? Because we don't have to be there. We're not paid to be there. We're all volunteers on the street. We're all from different churches. We all give our time um, in terms of training, and B-Joy will talk about that in a moment. We all are faithful and consistent to serve our community, whether it's cold, whether it's raining, whether it's, 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 it's hot, whatever the condition is, we are there, a team is there. And people look at that and think, that's commitment, no. I respect you for that.
0: Wow, yeah. You know what, I was thinking about, do you remember the London, sure you do, the London riots, and yeah. uh, we're going yeah. back in time a little bit, it all yeah. went absolutely out of control. And and I heard that in a, in a southwest London town, all the police had, had to be redirected uh, up into where things were, were really severe. Yeah. Uh, and actually they put a call into the street pass and said, can you get out? Can you just come and, and be a presence on the street? Because at the moment it's not yeah. breaking out here. Yeah. And we think that by you being here as, as men and women of peace, yeah. it, it can just hold that equilibrium. And, I, and it actually did and the, the uh, whole mob came down uh, didn't do anything
1: so it was amazing I was there um, in terms of coordinating those things and because street pastors had presence and, and credibility within the community it was that I've seen it we've taken teams from Kingston to Hackney just to be with people people have come from all over and we've said to people let's yes. get out and talk to people, engage with our young people, yeah. reason with our young people and it worked. And that could only happen when the church says, actually we're not doing this two weeks mission or we're not doing this mission every two years. You know, you know, we, we, we're coming from a culture in terms of church where we say two weeks, to pl- two years to plan a mission, yep. get the money right, get the administration right, get all the logistics right. We take two weeks to do it and then we take a further two years to get over that. And then another two years to think, should we do it again?
0: It, it, that's, a, that's a big cycle, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big so. cycle.
1: Whereas when you're there, and what this is, is the church is there, you know, you know, every weekend the church is there. There's a team out every weekend. And, you know, B. will tell you a little bit about, about the training. But, you know, when you become a street pastor, we don't want you to be out every weekend or every night. You're there, you're working with a group of people, you're in a team, and it's one night per month. Many oh. street pastors are greedy, and they go for two, some of them even go for three. But we say, no, have a rest, wow. have a rest. But it's Absolutely. only one
0: night per month. I didn't realize that. Okay, well, that, that sounds more manageable, one night per month. Because yeah. it's quite a late night. I can think yeah. people might go, oh, I'll be tired if I do that too often. But one night a month doesn't sound bad at all. And I wonder whether or not other people do it. I'm guessing they've got so many stories, and that's probably the reason they keep coming back because Absolutely. they're seeing the fruit from it and actually finding. I, I know when I've served in different areas, uh, I, I think I'm going there to bless other people. But afterwards, I come back encouraged and, and bless myself as, as well. Definitely,
2: there's there's never there's there's never been an occasion where I've been out as either a street pastor or a school pastor that I've not been blessed more than the blessing that's been poured out through me. There's well. always been people who've just needed to know needed to know jesus in the variety of different ways in which we bring them and with that it's just been such a big encouragement but at the core of everything that we do um, through through the street Passes, through the ascension trust the umbrella body it's all about relationship and relationship within the team so that actually even though you're not the one going out every weekend your team are and you're cheering them on you're praying for them you're supporting them And you're giving yourself the rest that when you're out, you're then allowing someone else to rest. But then it's the relationship that we have with the local community, the local police, the local authorities that say, street passers, we need you out in this area so we can deal with something else. And that trust that actually, when we're out, the police don't need to be in that location because they trust us. They say, these guys have got it. Wow. And then from there, it's the the relationship that we then engage with the people. People recognise that these people actually are worth talking to any narrative that we've had of the church are changed because we're seeing a different picture of what church can be and what church is
0: yeah well yeah, that just sounds so fantastic I've got a quick question though you mentioned you dropped in a, another term because we've been talking street pastors and you just said school pastor yeah. and that sounds entirely different what's what's a school pastor
2: so school pastors are volunteers from the local community who go out and reach into their local school and ask the simple question what are the challenges what are your needs they build relationship with the school they come alongside the students the young people as well as the staff to help meet whatever need is presented in front of them
0: okay that sounds like quite a wide remit potentially
1: it was interesting because when we first was thinking about what should we do on our streets um, I went to a police officer, senior police officer in London, and I said to him, tell me the most challenging hours for your officers within a 24-hour cycle. Yeah. And you know what he said to me? The most challenging hours for my officers is between 2.30 and 5 minutes to 6. Because of schools? Exactly. So
0: I've, I've got a friend who's a copper in London, and he is actually based... In a school, they actually have a, a like yeah. a, a little outpost of, yeah. the, of the police in the school, and and he, what part of his job is to ride the buses, yeah? Um, because and, and for some of our listeners, they'll go, "Well, this is totally not my experience." Like, with people listening in the countryside and things like that, they're going, uh, "It's the well, what are they talking about?" Because they don't understand what how that those so, so, what are the things that the police are dealing with during so, those hours? Then?
1: So, so, and I'll come back to this, you know, context different communities in a moment, yeah, because it's the same principle theme that is happening um you know so we talked about it and we talked about the fact that something happens the officer said five to six crime rate really dips we think johnny's home got home and he's having his tea okay (laughs) (laughs) okay but what we recognized was young people were committing crimes young people feeling vulnerable um young people at times were stirring up other young people. So all sort of things. So from the school gate to the main thoroughfare where all the young people gather to the transportation home. Now that was happening. So we came up with that concept of school pastors because of that, but we recognized that we wouldn't have got the recruits, the volunteers at that time of the day. So we went for the second most challenging time for the police, which was from 10 o'clock in the night until four in the morning. Now it was interesting going back to the schools and young people. Do you know, in London or big cities, it could be a combination of gangs, grooming, it could be drugs, it could be all sort of things. But in smaller towns and villages, it could be young children who are feeling vulnerable, It could mean that there's young people who are saying, I've been offered drugs and I don't want to take it. It could mean there are young people who are going through domestic violence at home or abuse. It could be young people who are contemplating suicide. And just to know that there's somebody there, you know, like I grew up in a school area where there's a lollipop lady, you know, and you knew that that was a friendly person that was really concern for your safety yeah when you have a school pastor comes into school and just talk a little bit about themselves and they say we're here we're not teachers we have no power no authority but we're just here to listen to you you can imagine if a young person left school and on their way home something happened and they see a school pastor what will they do
0: yeah, they know to go and be able to have a conversation. Exactly. And, okay, so, um, so you're providing a, a safe point of contact. Yes. Uh, and yep. I guess there's been some amazing conversations that come with that. Have you got an example of something that's happened with school pastors?
2: Where, where do I start? So one of our groups up in, up in the north of Scotland, um, after listening to some of the needs of the community, recognised there was a real issue of students coming to school hungry because they couldn't afford breakfast, their families weren't able to provide that for them. So they set up a breakfast club to make sure that these students are getting fed at the start of the school day. As a result, they saw that these students were performing better in school, they were able to concentrate for much longer, and actually the whole school community really grew and was enhanced. Um, in, in Tunbridge Wells, um, or just outside of Tunbridge Wells, an area called Wadhurst, they saw a group of students who had issues around stress and anger management anxiety and they had a connection with a local boxing gym who said you know what, we run exercise classes where they can direct some of those feelings in a healthy way and we can help them unpack them. So the school pastors fundraised to provide that course for them Wow! and then when the students asked these guys, why have you done this for us? The school pastors were able to say, well it's because we care. Yeah. And then we've got other groups who run mentoring sessions we've got groups that put on space um, activities during the lunch breaks where students can actually just be reminded that they are kids and there's not the pressure of having to do exams or having to work hard but they can be be the children that they're called to be
0: that's just that's just wonderful and that's it's life transforming yeah, yeah. It, it's also so so simple and so practical uh, it's a demonstration of god's love but it, i guess it's not it's not work because you're not out there to to bang people with a bible you're out there to just bang people with love aren't you by the
1: sounds of things do you know Gordon, it's interesting, you know, I don't know how old you are, but when I was growing up as a Christian, we used to talk about cold contacts, yeah. you know, meeting someone and having to start from scratch with them. But what we've seen here with school pastors, street pastors, is this. People watch you. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. People yeah. watch you. People scrutinize you. You know, You know. remember John chapter 3 in Nicodemus? comes to Jesus, and he says, he comes to Jesus by night, and he says to Jesus, we know that you come from God. Right? Yeah. And that really implies that there've been conversations, there's been questioning, there's been doubts, there've been observations, all kinds of things. And then he says, because no one does these things except God is with them. And so what you find with young people, they watch you they watch you and up and down the country and when they see that you really are not about beating them up over the head with a 4x4 four four bible yeah. when they see that you're genuinely concerned for them they come and talk to you sir why would you do this you yeah know, sir do you get paid for this you know, yeah. you know what's it all about and they ask you the questions how great is that you see and that's the key things you know whether it's a street pastor or a school passes, we don't go out there to say to people, "Stand up, we're going to give you a four-point sermon." But what we found is people coming to us and says, "Mate, I used to go to Sunday school and I couldn't get my head around this. I can't get my head around creation. I can't get my head about Jesus dying on the cross and rose again. What's that all about?" People ask us the questions.
0: Wow. Okay. I can. I can. I can really see how that works actually, and it's just. It's God opening a door just by you loving and being constantly there and available. Uh, The fact that they come to you, it's it's a real reversal, actually, of of, of, of the whole... It's evangelism just by by love. And and then when they're ready, they're asking the questions. I I get that. That's fantastic. So, Les, can you tell us a little bit about street passes? How how big
1: is it? Well, it's it's incredible. Street passes, we're in about 230 areas around. Wow. United Kingdom.
0: Okay, because you mentioned Scotland. I went, okay, well, because yeah. we're, we're right down here in, in Devon. Mine has, we're broadcasting from Spring Harvest. That's why there's background noise, because there, <laughs> there is a big band blasting out yeah. behind us somewhere. Sounds great, sounds it, great. It's going to be a fun time over there. But, yeah, we yeah, on.
1: We're, we're, you know, we're here in Somerset. I was In fact, I was speaking to a police officer, a former police officer, and he said, He said he remembered when street passes started in Somerset and he was watching them out at night on the CCTV cameras. And he was saying, oh, no, this is more trouble for us on the night. They're going to be slaughtered out there and we're going to have to pick them up. That's what the police officer was telling me two days ago. He said, Les, I I was totally wrong. He said, at the end, you know, after a month or so, we came to the conclusion as police officers, we need these guys all over Somerset. Wow. So we're in Somerset, we're in Devon, we're in Cornwall. You know, we're in Scotland, we're in Ireland, we're in Wales, you know, we're in, we're down in Camborne, you know, um we're down in Dover. Okay. Right so away across. Right away yeah. across as far as Australia, as far as, you know, oh, okay. Nigeria, as far <laughs> as America, as far as the Caribbean. It's just great stuff. That is awesome.
0: When uh, so God originally gave you the vision for street pastors. Yeah. Was it just a vision for your area at that moment? Or did you know that God was going to birth something bigger?
1: No, I knew that God was going to do something bigger because what, what what the Lord really showed me was, you know, think of London. And you think of going up Birmingham, Manchester, there's a spinal cord, Liverpool, up to Scotland, Glasgow. It's, I said, here is here, but there's a spinal cord. And off the spinal cord is also the nerves and also the feeds, yeah. you know that really supplies the body. And I saw that and I said, Lord, look, um, just help us. But I was blown away by what happened. I was blown away by what happened. Um, Yes, I think from a human perspective, I was thinking about London, Birmingham, Manchester, Glasgow, but God had bigger plans than that. Wow. He had villages, he had towns, you know, town centers, he had
0: coastal areas. You know what, so so many people have heard of county lines where the, the, yeah. the drug runners are pushing drugs, using kids and all the rest of it to get the drugs out onto the streets. You guys are uh, street pastor lines going along and bringing out that goodness and countering the acts that the enemy wants to come in and destroy a generation of youth. I was speaking to someone who, from a rural setting, you might think the kids in rural settings are safe and she's, she's become a Christian, she's going for God, She's turned her life around it's been amazing but her, her background was she said there was nothing for us as kids out there she said yeah. they're in the middle of nowhere and everyone thinks it's safe and nice but the reality is that from age 13, 14 they were just all getting drunk they were doing doing drugs together uh, uh, up to all sorts of mischief and and it, and it was trashing her and, uh, yeah. but, but she said, there, there was no hope for anything better because there was nothing else to do. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's all she said. she said, there was nothing else, So it's just what everyone did. And yet you're coming into situations actually just being there caring, loving, looking after people and, and practically doing things like that breakfast stuff which just brings such a difference which is amazing.
1: And that's why I say to folks, whether you're in a rural area, um, I've done and I still do the, the Nehemiah thing. We I've just gone out to my community. And I'll say, wherever you are, get out in your community on Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, and see what happens. Ask those questions. Where are the young people? Who's doing what? Where is it that I could help? And just gather a few people. Speak to your ministers and say to them, look, can we do something? Because we train people. We train people how to be safe. Okay, I've done, yeah. we've got to find out more we, about this we, training. We work in partnership yeah.
0: as well. Yeah, training. Tell us that, about that.
2: Yeah, so our training is, to some extent, is quite intensive, but because we want the people who are out on the streets to be aware of what some of the concerns are. So we look at issues around drugs and alcohol addiction. We look at issues around mental health, around safeguarding, about what's going on in our community, about learning, about youth culture, about learning what it means to actually just be a presence. Because street pastors, school pastors, we're a presence ministry. And at the very core, it means showing up. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing that anybody who is a street pastor will say, I'm called to be myself. I'm called to be the person that Jesus has called to me to be out on the streets. I don't need to be a vicar. I don't need to be a minister. I don't need to have the best theology in the world. I just need to be me. Because when you go on the streets and you are yourself and people see you, they can trust you. They can trust what you bring. They can trust what they see. And it's that integrity that means that we've got an opportunity to then speak because we are not speaking from a place of, have I got the right verse? We're speaking from a place of, okay, what is Jesus asking of me in this conversation?
0: Wow. So if people right now listening and they're thinking, you know what? I wish there was street pastors where we are maybe they are the very person to get in contact they might not be the person to run it but maybe they could start a seed or something here so so how do they connect with you guys
2: to find out more about it so they can get in contact with us at the office so they can either email info at streetpastors.org.uk or info at ascensiontrust.org.uk let's do info at streetpastors.org.uk
0: because that one's really easy
2: to spell absolutely (laughs) but but failing that um if you're in a town or a community where you're not sure if you have street pastors or not, basically put your town name at streetpastors.org.uk. If you don't get a bounce back, there are street pastors in your area. And just
0: so so it's run by a church. If a church is running street pastors, is it something that people from other churches can join in or is it just that church does it and other people aren't allowed to join?
1: Very good question. We, we have a policy that, that we say... We want not one church to run street passes, but at least a minimum of five churches, congregate, different denominations. Four, different four denom- churches, that's like four. Yeah, <laughs> different denominations. Uh, yeah, i up in the I'm, bar I'm, now. Uh, yeah, I'm up in the bar. Um, um, we, we say that at least four different denominations who don't necessarily do church the way you do it traditionally, who don't actually believe everything you believe but they love Jesus yeah. and they want to serve and so we've got areas that's got about 30 different denominations yeah wow it's you so know, good when
0: there's unity like yeah, that church working in. together and so, it just it builds the church as well as people get into relationship oh, with each other
1: and all the rest of that's beautiful we could tell you stories of people who live in, in towns and, and villages who said do you know I've been going to this church for years and I've never ever ever spoken to anyone from that congregation oh. and all of a sudden we're doing street passes together we're praying together we're hoping together we're caring for our children not coming together what a fellowship and we've even ventured to each other's church well isn't that good good stuff yeah so, so we say Beautiful. to people you know and you're absolutely right you may be the instigator to pull people together, but you may not be the person to run it. Yeah. Because you do need someone, you do need a management committee of yeah. people. You know, anything you do in the church, you need a committee. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, so you do need a management committee um, from the various different churches. You also need a coordinator, someone who's really good at administration, someone who's really good at pulling people together and to organize the training, organize the meeting, organize the yeah. rota talk with the police and you also need to have the police on board. So you don't do it without talking to your local police. Okay. You don't do it without talking to your local ch- um, council, and just share with them, get them on board, get them as part of the management, and say, look, we're doing this thing. We want your help. We want your input. We want your input to make it work. See, because
0: it's always that sounds like a hassle. I honest, mean, it sounds like a hassle to have to get the police and the council involved. But because Street Pass has got such a good reputation, and you already tell people the steps to go yeah. through, actually, it's
2: not it's not so difficult because they want they want to be involved. They want it to happen, don't they? Absolutely. We're getting getting police constabularies and councils approaching us saying, we want street pastors. And so we're then taking that message to the church to say, come on, guys, there is an opportunity here to build those relationships, to be that physical representation the church to the police the church to the local council as well as the church to the community that is so good now before I let you go Les I've got, I've got to ask is there
0: one story just one story you got that you would yeah. love to share today
1: do you know um, earlier this year I was in Lancaster Lancaster no I was in Preston I keep on getting it wrong with uh, well yeah, the detail I, of the I, town yeah, yeah, pre- we'll say Preston and, and I was with a group of street pastors who were really encouraging their folks after the pandemic, you know, at the tail end of it. Yeah. And um, the police were there, the county um, sheriff was there, the mayor was there, all sort of people were there. And there was a guy that we met up from the station, we traveled together. This guy had a very rough life. His mo- He came up from school as a young kid, his mother set the house on fire, burnt up his dog, Everything. Oh. His mother was put into care, um, into a home. He was put into social care. Yeah, He was abused in care. Oh. Um, had a really rough time. So he came out of there, joined gangs, selling drugs, all sorts of things. Got shot, end up as a homeless person. And one night as he was on the street, he saw one of his homeless friends being down with petrol and burnt to death. Oh, gee whiz. And this guy said, this universe hates me. And he's thinking about his mum. he's thinking about his journey, he's thinking about his condition, he's thinking about where he is. And he says, and I hate this universe. I want to take my life. And that night, a team of street passers came and one of the ladies reached out to him, placed her hands on him and said to him, I want you to know that you're loved, that you're special. And she prayed for him. Wow. And this guy said to all of us, That was the first time in my life that a hand that touched me wasn't a hand to hurt me.
0: Wow. It was
1: a hand that oozed out love and affirmation. And he said that broke him. From that experience, he went to sort rehab, he went and sorted himself out, and he became a Christian. (laughs) Whoa now that street pastor didn't know that
0: yeah
1: and then he says some years went past and I was speaking at a council breakfast street pastor this lady was on the table she didn't know that I knew her and I didn't tell her anything I went up to speak he says and when I spoke and I said and that street pastor is right there is that lady there you can imagine she started to cry amazing what a beautiful story and and he said to us that night you guys cannot afford to stop being on the street because if you were not on that street people like me wouldn't be here tonight gosh that
0: is a that is a story and a half and i'm gonna guess that story is probably repeated around around the country, oh. and um, oh, uh, and you guys, you literally are saving lives, your ministry is giving people new direction and new hope, and just from those practical small things of, of handing out a bottle of water, just yeah. showing some love, uh, you're being Jesus, we've, uh, we've, got, we've got a people.
1: book called Faith on the Street, oh. and, and people could get that book and they could read it, stories. And then there's also a book called... Um, stories, stories on the
2: Street. Stories
1: on the Street.
2: Which are testimonies of street pastors and school pastors all over. Yeah. Just pouring out what they've engaged with, how Jesus has moved through them and continues to move.
0: I, I, I tell you what, guys... Uh, I hope this would be okay to offer, but would you be happy to offer a couple of those books? If there's someone listening right now who feels that they might like to start as street pastors, uh, if they would get in touch with us here at the studio, studio at would you guys be happy for us to, to send out one of those books? To yeah, them? absolutely.
2: We um, can provide those.
0: We, we will get the source. So if right now you're feeling just that little nudge from God that maybe street pastors is something that you need to be helping just just maybe start, maybe nudge a few other people, you think this could be maybe a, an opportunity from God for you, then we'll get that book into your hand. You can read the book, pass it on to maybe some of the church leaders around you, others, others in your church, uh, and see whether or not this might be the moment that God does something and builds a new work that's kingdom-bringing, life-bringing, life-changing, God-glorifying, uh, and just loving people where they are on the streets. It's such a great opportunity guys what can I say you've been superb I've really appreciated your time you. and your Thank stories you so what, what you're doing is absolutely amazing I am, I'm I'm going to find a street pastors group and I'm going to go and see if I can just spend an evening with them and, Wonderful. and share some of those stories back if that's great I think it would be amazing but I'd love to stay in contact with you as well and you come back maybe another time yeah. maybe, maybe we might do it over Zoom because we won't be at Spring Harvest yeah. uh, and, and hear some more stories because I tell you what it's refreshing and encouraging and faith building hearing just the, the outcome of the work that you do. This is, it sounds so simple what you do. Challenging, but simple. You just go out there and yeah. just let people, uh, their needs be met. And yet, through it, the stories are extraordinary. So thank you so very much for joining us on Hope FM today. Thank you. Les Isaac, God bless you. God you. bless you. joy, pal. it's been an honour chatting to you. Bye-bye.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Today's Hope FM Drive Show is brought to you by Spring Harvest, bringing the whole church together to worship, learn, and share. For the latest news and events, visit springharvest.org.